Hello and welcome to another Click video. Today's topic is the Trinity. The early church struggled to reconcile two different perspectives of God. The generally simple monotheistic God found in the Old Testament with passages such as Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 where it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. With a more complicated view of a God in the New Testament that is somehow connected with the man Jesus and something called the Holy Spirit. To try and reconcile the two perspectives, a new doctrine called the Trinity was coined in the late 2nd century. Understanding this doctrine is not easy. It's often described as a mystery or a paradox, which tends to suggest that it cannot be understood, which isn't very helpful for this video, and also might prompt you to ask, why not? Nonetheless, a common description is that the Trinitarian God is one, but three co-eternal consubstantial persons. That's some complicated language right there, but in layman's terms it seems to be saying that God is one, but is also three people or three entities that all exist simultaneously. And now you can see where the paradox exists. A number of analogies have been used to try and help explain this paradox. A common one is that God is like water. Water, as we know, can be ice, liquid, or steam. And likewise, the Trinitarian God has three different aspects. And this model suggests that God can take different forms as he desires. Unfortunately, it's not that simple because the idea of God changing forms is a heresy called modalism. Somehow, the better interpretation is that God is water, ice, and steam all at the same time, which really means the analogy does nothing to help explain the underlying problem. Another popular example is that the three parts of God are like the three parts of the egg, the shell, the white, and the yolk. All parts are needed to make the egg, yet each part is different. This analogy suggests that God is made up of three different parts that are all working together, and that could make sense. But again, this is a heresy because the Trinity does not mean that each part of God is one-third God. Each part of God is 100% God. Now, there's a good chance that this still isn't making a lot of sense, but let's stick with it and see what the Bible says. The most often quoted passage that purportedly supports the Trinity are ones like Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. And here it mentions the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit together. And it says... Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. But just because the three are mentioned together does nothing to actually prove that they are a single entity. Just because I mentioned three related things does not mean that they are the same thing. A knife, a fork and a spoon are all related, but they are still very distinct objects. The unfortunate reality is that the Trinity is a mystery and will always be a mystery, because it fails to do what it intended to do, explain the God of the New Testament. And not only does the Trinity fail to provide a valid explanation, it introduces all sorts of new complications to the relationship between God and Jesus. To name just a small sample, Jesus expressly says that his Father is greater than him. Jesus is begotten by God. Jesus is tempted like a man, yet we know that God cannot be tempted. And these three are just a small sample of what exists. Now, church fathers have tried to explain away these obvious inconsistencies, 
But what is really needed is a completely different approach to understanding God. One without mystery or contradiction. A simple one that makes sense. The challenge in understanding the true nature of God is rooted in understanding the language of both the New and Old Testament. English has only one word for God, and it relies on the context to help understand which particular God it is referring to. Hebrew and Aramaic instead have many different words for God, each of them with slightly different meanings. For example, Yahweh, or Jehovah depending on your pronunciation, is a word that is used exclusively in connection with the one God. But Elohim is another Hebrew word that is translated as God. Elohim is used in conjunction with the one God, but also with angels, with gods, false gods of other nations, or even with powerful people like Moses. In fact, depending on who you listen to, there can be considered to be 12 or even more words that are different words for God in Judaism. And the key point is that just because a word is translated as God in English does not necessarily mean that it's referring to the same deity known as Yahweh or the one God. Now that does not mean that there are other gods on the same level as the one true God. He is in a league of his own and that is why there is a Hebrew word reserved exclusively for him. But the fact that the English word God can refer to beings other than God is incredibly important. Now, Jesus himself points this out in John chapter 10 when the Jews were accusing him of calling himself a God, using the word in this case, Theos. And to refute the crowd, Jesus referred back to the Old Testament in Exodus and Psalms, where the venerated ancestors of the Jews were referred to by the scriptures, by the Old Testament, as gods. Now, Jesus was a much mightier man than any of the Jews' ancestors, so it is completely appropriate to refer to him as God in the same sense as these men of old. And this approach easily and simply explains the use of the word God in the Bible. There is only one true God, and he had a son who was a mighty man, but nonetheless a separate entity. The key takeaway is that whenever we see the word God in the, our Bible, we must look very closely to understand who it is really talking about. Now, we haven't even scratched the surface. As you may have noticed, we haven't even mentioned the Holy Spirit. So be sure to keep watching for our Holy Spirit video. And as always, if you have any questions about the Bible, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Thanks for watching.